Welcome to the Not the Model Minority Podcast, a podcast about the unique careers and perspectives of Asian Americans. On today's episode of Not the Model Minority Podcast, we will be talking to an Asian American who is an environmental engineer running her own business helping companies to become more sustainable. Hi, everyone. This is Brian Yang, your host of the Not the Model Minority podcast. Today, I'll be talking to Bina Indelicato, the founder of Eco Evolutions, an environmental consulting company. Eco Evolutions has worked with big names such as the US Open and Johnson & Johnson to help make their businesses more sustainable. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, okay, so my first question of the day is, what is your background? Um. That's a great question. Uh, my educational background is um, I went to college with your mom. I went to MIT and got a degree uh, in environmental engineering, and I got a master's in environmental engineering. Um, and um, I told you before the podcast, I actually um, and a daughter of two engineering uh, parents from India, and they uh, came to this country both as engineers separately and then uh got married here and then had three kids. And surprisingly, they wanted one of their kids to be an engineer, one to be a doctor and one to be a lawyer. So I was supposed to be the lawyer, um, but instead I became an engineer. So my background is uh, as an engineer. Uh, oh, so leading off of that, did you, did you think that like your background of being Asian like really affected your career choice or was it more like- Yeah, 100%. <laughs> because I think I was, um, I mean, not so much- it was like, you know, when you're a child of an immigrant family, you're given kind of a very limited choices of what kind of career you're going to be. And also everybody around you, you also tend to pick careers of the people of what you know, because you're picking a career when you're 16 years old and you, you, you just know what has been around you. And I was in a family full of engineers and doctors and lawyers Um there didn't see too many. Um, actually, there was a lot of business owners because there, that's Gujarati, which is the part of India that I'm from. They tend to be business owners. Um, like my grandfather was a farmer and a business owner. Um, and uh, so that I saw as well. But that those are that's not the same thing as running your own business. It was more like, you know, hotels and motels and shops and things like that. Um, but yeah, it did impact me because if I wasn't going to be a lawyer, then I had two other options and I definitely was not cut out to be a doctor. So yeah, it would, it definitely did impact a lot of my choices. Wow. It sounded like being Asian really did, I guess, channel you towards engineering. Mm-hmm. So how did that start? Like what led you to start Eco Evolutions from en- after your engineering background? Um, I, I think it was more about uh, creating a work-life balance. I was, you know, working and back then you couldn't, work from home or remote work and you had to work between nine and five and then I had a couple kids and it's kind of hard to balance it all working all nine to five and then um, having two kids that you're shuttling around so a lot of it had to do with just wanting a little bit more life work balance to be able to work when I want to work and um, or when I can work and um, starting my own business was seemed like the natural fit to do it wow so like when you were first like going about starting your business, how did you come up with the name for it? Uh, I actually have a business partner and uh, he and I kind of went back and forth. It was actually 
a good question because it, it seems like it would be an easy thing to do. But I think when you're having to work with somebody else, it's like it's like naming children. You have to <laughs> find compromise one that you both like. And the idea was to help businesses become more sustainable and more uh, environmentally conscious. So looking at, you know, going to the evolutions part of it is like you're going to evolve from a company that maybe isn't as, as savvy or, or conscious about the environment to one that is with our help. So wow. that theme came about. So really, I guess, great meaning behind the name there. Yeah. Um, so what would you say like your biggest challenge was when you started Eco Evolutions? Um, so I, luckily, I had already... Um, I was working kind of in the field already. So I had a couple clients. Um, and when I left uh, Eco Evol or when I left my old company and started my own business, I had a couple of people who um, hired me to do um, similar work that I was doing. Um, I think the biggest challenge actually, <laughs> truthfully, is when you are trying to uh, work from home and you have children in the home, it's um, it's kind of tricky because they kind of not don't realize or even other people don't take it as seriously because you're kind of available and flexible. So you look like you're not working during the day, even though you're working and then also making dinner and doing the laundry. Um, so I actually I think that was the biggest challenge because, you know, like my husband who has a job and even when he works from home, everybody knows that he's working from home and, and he is not to be bothered. But when I'm working from home, <laughs> it's not the same. So I think it's, I mean, the flip side of it is it's great. I have a lot of flexibility and I can do all the things. Um, I can do both things, which is nice. Um, but the downside is, I guess, you don't get taken as seriously as a, as a business owner when you are also trying to do other things. So I would actually say that was the the biggest downside of working from home. And again, like it was before the pandemic. Now people kind of realize you work from home, you are doing both. But back then it was, you know, you either are working from home or you're not working. And when you try to do both, it, it, people don't quite get that. Wow. That's really like an interesting, like, I guess, challenge. Uh, I would, would never have thought about that, like as a challenge, but I guess it's really true. Like, you know, they really would not like take it as seriously at home. Yeah. I mean, even the other day, my, I was talking to my dad about maybe my next, uh, you know, maybe once I'm done with this, maybe I want to move on to becoming uh, a professor or, or teaching someplace. And he made some crack about the fact that I don't really work right now, which was shocking because I mean, I financially, I, I, you know, do pretty well. So it's not like I'm, this is like a side hustle or anything. It's a, you know, pretty uh, making as much money as I would if I was working full time for another company. Um, but I think because I'm around and I'm available and I'll go over and have lunch with them and can help them during the day with different things. Even my kids, I think, sometimes forget that I actually have a real full-time job. I just manage to do both. Um, so then people sometimes forget that you do both. So it is. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm hoping now that, not that COVID was great, but now that more people work from home and they realize that you, you can, or you some people are doing both. They're checking their work email on the phone while they're at the baseball games. So they're working, um, but happen to be there too. But so hopefully that's all going to change soon. I think you're definitely right. I think they're definitely moving towards like working at home as more of like a serious thing. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, in general, it, it's, I think moms and women tend to be seen as, oh, you're at home. So you're doing home. And when dads are working from home, not 
to stereotype, but that's what happens in my household. They're, you know, they're working so they can't be bothered and, uh, or they shouldn't be bothered. But I think more and more people, when everybody's working from home and kids are doing school from home, then it becomes more normal. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, so my next question, uh, is like, what do you enjoy most about running your business or your Um, own? Yeah, I think that the flexibility, I like the, to be able to say when I have to work and when I don't have to work. And I really like being able to pick my clients. Luckily I've been at this for 15 years now. So I, not that I turn away too many clients, but it is nice to be in a position where I don't have to take all the clients that come along. Um, and I can be much more discerning as to who I want to work for, what kind of projects I want to do and when I want to work. So that is actually really the greatest, greatest part about owning your own business. Definitely sounds like you have a lot of like freedom and choice there. Yeah. Yep. And that, I mean, it didn't always, wasn't always the case. So it definitely took time to build and and um create but now that i'm there it is actually a nice place to be so um what what would you say like some of the coolest like clients or experiences you've had like in your running your own business so far Mm, some of the um coolest clients it's funny because some of the kind of more interesting work tends to be not as splashy of a client and some of the splashier clients like the u.s TA and the US Open. And I also do some work for another tennis tournament in Newport, Rhode Island, um, which are really cool events. And it's really awesome to see how you can get these big events to even make a small dent in the environment. Um, but a lot of that is kind of, you know, herding cats when it comes to people and employees, um, which is also very challenging. But as an engineer and a very technical minded person, I kind of um, also really enjoy things that require a lot of data. So I do I'll, the other thing that I also do is do um, greenhouse gas inventories or carbon footprints, they're called, where you calculate a company's uh, carbon emissions and uh, help them figure out how to reduce it. So that's a lot of data analysis. And I did a project for a nonprofit that had offices in like 30 remote parts of the world. Um, and it was really interesting. It was a lot of data and it was a lot of different scenarios. You know, you're like in sub-Saharan Africa in this little village. They have an office there because they're a nonprofit that serves that community. And, you know, thinking about how they get their power and and assembling all of this data. Um, that was pretty cool. So it is kind of nice. I have, you know, the best of both types of work. I don't do quite as much technical work as I would like, but um, there are some really cool projects out there that I'm working on. That sounds really interesting, like thinking about like offices in sub-Saharan Africa and like all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of. And then, you know, huge spreadsheets of data and I love a good spreadsheet. So creating tables and data analysis, I I really like that kind of work. So that's when I know I was definitely meant to be an engineer, even though I feel like maybe I was only given a few choices. I do feel in retrospect, having to choose all over again, that is probably the career I would have gone into because... I do love, you know, organizing and thinking and problem solving, um, that kind of work. So it worked out well for me. Oh, yeah. Definitely sounds like you've gotten like the best, I guess, like, I don't, I don't know, like the whole, like the balance of like your whole business from like the, the, fr- the flexibility to like also like the mental like stimulation from like working with data and also like, I guess, working with interesting clients as well. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten really lucky and um, have gotten a nice little mix of everything. So it's it's been pretty good. I mean, there's definitely some clients where it's not as great, but 
you know, still got to pay the bill. So still got to take some of them. But for the most part, I have to say, I've been very lucky. I've gotten a lot of great, great clients. Wow. Thank you, Bina, so much for talking to me. This this has been like a really interesting, I guess, like experience about learning about your uh, business eco evolutions. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. And it's, um, I, I love the whole idea of this podcast. I like um, exploring this this area. A lot of, of us are familiar with it, but uh, it's interesting to hear what other people have to say. So I wish you all the luck and hopefully you, um, I can't wait to hear more and more of these. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, so this has been the Not the Model Minority podcast. Be sure to stay tuned in for the next one. Brian Yang signing off. Be sure to hit the follow button to never miss another episode of Not the Model Minority podcast. See you next time.